Happy Friday to you and welcome into our Nevada Sportsnet studios presented by Champion Chevrolet. This is NSN Tonight. He's Chris Murray. I'm Alex Margulies. Uh, Chris, lots to get to on today's show. Uh, towards the end, uh, Shannon Kelly reports from Las Vegas outside of Allegiant Stadium where the 49ers and the Raiders are going to play uh, preseason football right here on NSN Sunday afternoon. Uh, excited to, to see her report on that. Yeah, they've been doing some joint practices, but the big show coming this weekend, and Shannon will be down there, and uh, it'll be very interesting to see how both teams perform. Obviously, a super big year for the Raiders and Josh McDaniel's second year and the 49ers, uh, Super Bowl aspirations. All right, so also, this was kind of a, a big uh, thing last year for Nevada football and Ken Wilson's first season. The Turnover Trident, uh, which has an amazing backstory connection to uh, NAS Fallon and uh, the Navy. And uh, they're actually going to take that a step further this year with an offensive <laughs> trident. So there are going to be tridents all over the place uh, at Nevada football this year. And uh, Joey Galloway is coming into studio, and he is kind of part of the, the brainchild. Yeah, we'll this. talk a little bit about the backstory, how the trident came to be, and why there is a second one. It makes sense. If the offense does something good, they should have a trident. Yeah. Well, they didn't have the trident last year. They also didn't do a ton of good stuff. So maybe a little <laughs> maybe bit. Maybe this will spur like, yeah, more big More plays. motivation yeah. to score touchdowns because you have a trident. On Sounds like a good plan to me. Uh, also, our Reno Tahoe Golf Tour uh, series continues and uh, had a chance to get up to Gray Eagle Meadows, uh, which is an absolutely stunning golf course. Uh, really, that's just to me, I, a lot of people call it it's like a mecca of golf. I mean, you've got five amazing golf courses in that tiny little town of Gray Eagle. It's about an hour uh, from Reno. Have you ever had a chance to play that? I've not played that one. We've been up in that area. The only one in that region I've played is uh, Dragon. So okay, the Dragon. That's a tough which one. Which you played as I well. Did, yeah. But uh, looking forward to seeing what that course yeah, looks the Dragon, like. The Dragon will get you. It's a great <laughs> course. Absolutely go try it. Uh, don't expect to make very many putts, though. But uh, Gray Eagle Meadows, we'll check that one out. It was actually the first course uh, to go up there uh, in Gray Eagle, the first 18-hole course. Uh, so excited to show you guys that. Uh, also later in this segment... Our uh, series on Countdown to Kickoff previews continue. We're looking at all the local large class high schools, and today it will be North Valleys. Uh, but we're going to kick things off, Chris. We've been continuing uh, this series. We've got a profile of uh, stories on NevadaSportsNet.com, kind of looking at uh, the state of Nevada and uh, the finances side of things. Uh, the latest story that you have on the site is about the comparison of Nevada and UNLV, and this one is always kind of a hot-button topic because – you know, there's always been a bit of a um, upset kind of feeling from the north when it comes to the skewed funding with uh, UNLV being in the south and closer to the political center, maybe, yeah. uh, of things, even though it's in Carson City. But, you know, Vegas does control quite a bit. But what did you kind of find out when you were looking at those comparisons of yeah. money and where money was spent and how that really impacted uh, the different sports. What so was kind of the high UNLV's of budget is $15 million higher than Nevada's per year. They do get a little bit more money from the state and the Board of Regents and things of that nature. But I wanted to take another step and look at, okay, what are the budgets mm -hmm. per sport and compare those how two. So kind of how much does Nevada spend in yeah. football versus UNLV spend in football? And do we see kind of a correlation in how those sports go? So on the website, 13 sports that both of these programs um, both sponsor. So we looked at all those sports, and we'll go over some of them here right now today. All right, let's kick it off with football. And this was actually one uh, that was darn near equal. I mean, you're yes. talking about Nevada actually having a slight edge uh, when it comes to football. Men's basketball, again, Nevada, slight edge there. Uh, and women's basketball, actually more uh, budget. Pretty big edge. So for these, maybe what you want to call it three of the most major sports yeah. on campus, you know, Nevada actually – 
uh, outfunding UNLV. And that's why we grouped them together. You look at the football numbers, those are actually very low for the Mountain West. So both of these uh, programs have not invested a ton into football in terms of their overall budget. Uh, Nevada certainly had the stronger program, but since both these teams were in the same conference in the Mountain West 2012, uh, Nevada's only 6-5 and five against UNLV, so I'm sure they would really like to improve that number. Uh, men's basketball, the Wolfpack with a pretty nice advantage there. They've also had the stronger program. Uh, Nevada men's basketball is the only program on campus that actually turns a profit every year. Last mm -hmm. year, a $1.4 million profit. Wow. UNLV made $3.5 million profit in men's basketball. Wow. I was interested in the women's basketball one because UNLV, they've won the last four Mountain West championships, double sweeps in each of the last two years. They were top 25 last year. So, um, you know, Nevada women's basketball, they have the highest women's program budget times two over any other sport. Wow. Haven't necessarily seen the kind of results you would hope, especially when you look at UNLV, which is spending almost $600,000 less and has been the cream of the crop in mm -hmm. the Mountain West. All right, let's move for, uh, past one of these major sports. What's next on the list here? Yeah, so uh, let's look at baseball, softball. Obviously, those are the diamond sports. So uh, Nevada with a nice lead there in both of those sports. Baseball, 550,000 more um, compared to UNLV. You look at softball, uh, you know, 100,000 more almost. And then uh, volleyball, uh, the opposite, UNLV. And UNLV has been very good at volleyball, so there has been a correlation there. You look at uh, volleyball and UNLV, they went 17-1 and last year in conference, 109-38 and in the last five years. And overarching, uh, we mentioned 13 programs that both of these schools sponsor. Nevada has a higher budget in eight of them, which I think is a little bit surprising when you look at the overall budget numbers. So I don't think the coaches can necessarily say, well, we're not being given a, a fair chance against UNLV because a lot of times mm -hmm. Nevada actually has a slightly larger budget. All right, so where is the biggest discrepancy in this whole thing? Yeah, actually men's golf, which is kind of a funny one. <laughs> UNLV spends a lot of money on men's golf. We could put up the, the golf and the tennis numbers. This is actually where UNLV spends the majority of its money. All four of these sports, uh, UNLV has the edge over Nevada. So, um, you know, uh, UNLV has been very good in tennis and golf over the years. So, uh, you know, I guess that's not a huge surprise, but the, look at that golf figure, almost $900,000 mm -hmm. on your men's golf program for UNLV compared to Nevada's 488,000. Overall, they both spend right around $28 million. Um, so that's, you know, 29.7 for Nevada, 29.4 for UNLV. Uh, UNLV actually has one more sport than Nevada. Mm. So they're spending less money on one more sport. And then there's your overall budgets as well. So that's um, university budgets. Uh, yes. The bottom line there. Yeah. So that's, that's where there's the huge discrepancy. Yeah. The overall budget the of UNLV. So you can ask, okay, well, what are all those numbers? Like, why is UNLV spending so much more money on sports than Nevada if they're spending roughly the same amount on their individual sports? So UNLV. $3 million additional on student aid, okay. things like scholarships. They have more student athletes, almost $2 million on their support staff. I know that's been big for Stephanie Ramp. Like they want to be staffed up at a little bit higher level, three and a half million more on equipment. I don't know what kind of uniforms they're buying. And then facility maintenance, a couple million there. How much that logo cost them? Like yeah. Comes out <laughs> the, the logo that they ditched that right they after they created. So, um, you know, it's always kind of interesting looking at these numbers because you want to have an even fight if you're the Wolfpack. Mm -hmm. You want to have the same kind of support. And just in terms of their budget, it seems like they are supported pretty even with UNLV. And as we've seen, Silver State mm -hmm. Series, UNLV's won th uh, eight of those 11. So on the field, UNLV's been a little bit stronger. All right. So what's next? We're going to talk about fan kind of involvement. Yeah, so I'm going to kind of wrap it up with we've talked a lot about the university needs to step up if it's going to make the Wolfpack a championship caliber program. And now it's going to be a column that I'm going to write on just the fans investment and what mm -hmm. will be required there to get Nevada to the next level in terms of winning multiple championships a year across all of its sports and not maybe just a title here and there.
All right, it's a lot still to come. If you want to read any of those articles, find them online at nevadasportsnet.com. High school football season is just around the corner. We will have games one week from tonight uh, being played here in northern Nevada. And ahead of that, we continue our series of previews of local schools. Uh, today we're going to check out uh, Mike Stephenson and his high school, the North Valley's Panthers. Our high school football season previews continue off of Golden Valley Road, where the North Valley's Panthers are looking to take a big leap in year two under head coach Brad Rose. Coach saying last season was all about establishing a culture, and it was a road that came with some bumps, just two wins to seven losses. But with well over a dozen returners from that young 2022 squad, the Panthers of 2023 see a huge opportunity. Year one was a lot about establishing the culture and establishing our grassroots foundation, and our guys really bought into that. We have a saying around here, and that's be the buffalo. So we, we attack every storm head on, and I think that's something last year we didn't do as well. Um, when storms came, we tried to avoid them a little bit, and, and going into this year, no matter the opponent, no matter our training, no matter our practices, we're going to take it head on, and we're going to go after it. We're going to be really explosive. We hope to have a big crowd. It's been a great offseason. We're coming hard. It's going to be a great year, starting off with Sparks. It's going to be really fun. A lot of chemistry, more chemistry than last year, you know. It's a lot of guys that we've came, we come together in the offseason, especially in the weight room. It's where that build, just watching each other lift heavy weight and getting hyped with each other. Work on three. One, two, three. Work. North Valley's has moved up from 3A to the newly formed 5A Division Three. Coach Rose saying that realignment will provide parity not seen in recent years as North Valley's will now tussle with Carson, Douglas, Wooster, Galena, and rival Hug for a league championship. Hey, don't forget our countdown to kickoff special airs August 18th at both 5 and 11 over on NSN. At North Valley's High School, Mike Stephenson, Nevada Sportsnet. You can catch the full countdown to kickoff show presented by America First Credit Union and Champion Chevrolet coming up on uh, one week from today. So the 18th of August, you can watch all of our previews. And if you want to get a little bit more high school coverage as well, you can find that online at NevadaSportsNet.com. Coming up next, we're heading down to the lounge, our Legends Bay Casino Lounge, powered by Circus Sports. Joey Galloway, who is the brainchild behind the Nevada Turnover Tridents, and he's got some little tricks in store for this year. Stay tuned to that conversation with Chris and Joey. Come on. Welcome back to NSN Tonight. I am Chris Murray, and he is John Galloway, the director of Battleship Nevada Remembrance Project. We're sitting here in the Legends Bay Lounge. We're going to talk a little bit about the Takeaway Trident. So this debuted last year with the Nevada Wolfpack football program, and you were kind of spearheading that cause. So tell us the backstory on the Takeaway Trident and how that came to be. Well, it was kind of a thank you to President Sandoval, former governor. I've done a lot of things to help remember USS Nevada. I designed the plaques at Pearl Harbor and at Carson City. And I even dropped a wreath over the remains of the Nevada off Oahu a year ago last December. And now President Sandoval was so supportive, I wanted to give him a thank you. So I made a gigantic trident uh, that comes from the crest of the USS Nevada. And I presented it to him. And I said, listen, your team can use this if they want. It could be their, their turnover prop. And uh, Coach Wilson loved it. And the team went crazy for it. And, now it's kind of a thing. Yeah, they were busting that thing out really uh, a lot in the first couple of games. Nine takeaways in the first two games. When you first saw this on television in that New Mexico State game, I guess what were your thoughts? It does look very grandiose. Oh, it was energizing. It was so cool. I, was, I loved it. And 
Um, I'm happy for the next generation of Tridents, too. Uh, it's going to be a lot heavier than that one. It's all metal now. Okay. That so is that one being debuted this year, a new all metal one, or does this one have some more longevity in it? Uh, no, that one was destroyed. <laughs> uh, it didn't last long. But uh, the, new, the new era ones are here to stay. Okay, and uh, you're going to show those to the team today. Yes. Uh, and there's also going to be a second Trident. So this was all about the defense last year, but a touchdown Trident will be making his debut this year, yes? Yes. Coach Wilson said he wanted something for the offense. And he said, you know, is there a, what can we do to uh, take care of that situation? So uh, I made a special Trident. It looks a little bit like a goalpost or, or a referee signaling a score. It is silver, and it honors the Ohio-class submarine SSBN-733 USS Nevada, which is based in Bremerton, Washington. Okay. So one silver and one gold now? Absolutely. Okay, gold for defense, silver for offense. Correct. Submarine and battleship. You got it. Okay. So tell us a little bit about the USS Nevada. This is a ship that maybe doesn't get the recognition it deserves, with seven battle stars in its history. And you were telling me the only ship... Uh, both at Pearl Harbor and used on D-Day? Yes, it was flagship of D-Day, and it was the only ship to mobilize at Pearl Harbor. Shot down 30% of the planes at Pearl Harbor, being one of 102 ships, took out 8 of 29 of the 353 that attacked Pearl Harbor. Served in both wars, was America's ambassador, and after the war, she was nuked twice as a stationary target in the Bikini Islands in Operation Crossroads. They couldn't sink her. They finally dragged her 65 miles southwest of Oahu, and they couldn't sink her after five days of bombardment. Wow. So I mean, blue chip Nevada football program sounds like a blue, sh blue chip ship as well. So uh, yeah. why was this thing so hard to take down? Well, she was uh, America's first super dreadnought, first one to use oil instead of coal for propulsion. Uh, she had what they called all or nothing armor, and she was very heavily armored on the, uh, the high impact sides. But they finally put her down with a um, couple torpedoes out of Barber's Point. She's off Oahu, about 65 miles, three miles down. You said you visited there about a year ago to, to put a wreath on top? I, got, I was going to fly a wreath out myself. I actually got the Coast Guard to help me out when they took a C-130 and an MH-65 Dolphin, and we dropped a wreath over the remains uh, of the USS Nevada. You can see it on YouTube. Okay. Uh, it is one of my proudest moments. And President Sandoval was kind and signed the very top spot on that wreath. Wow. Well, where did your passion for this ship come from? God, I think I was on her in a previous life, but things that don't get the press they should kind of capture my imagination, like Frederick Douglass or Bessie Coleman or, the, you know, the Armenian genocide, things like that that should be well-known and aren't. Yeah, and I know the athletic director, Stephanie Ramp, uh, President Sandoval, uh, Coach Wilson, a number of players went out to Fallon uh, to meet you guys and to get this trident. So take us through that moment last year when that happened. And it has to mean a lot to see the appreciation for, you know, maybe the marquee sports program in our area uh, being partnered with you guys. Yeah, again, people don't know that Top Gun is 50 miles east of here. And I, I called up uh, uh, Naval Air Station Fallon and uh, Admiral McCoy, call sign Pepper, was so nice. He ho hosted a Trident transfer ceremony right in front of Tom Cruise's F-18. Uh, the players went nuts for it, and uh, it was really quite something. And, of course, everyone at uh, Fallon Naval Air Station, they're huge Wolfpack fans anyway. Did you think this was going to take off like it did? Did you think that, you know, I'll just show it to them, maybe they'll put it in the office and they'll call it good? Did you think you, you would see it on the sidelines of Wolfpack football? I didn't know. It was a gamble, <laughs> but... Uh, win or fail, it was a thank you to President Sandoval. I, I, I can't believe how well it's done. And the new era tridents, when you see those, you'll realize these are the best turnover props in all of college football. Yeah, I mean, they've become very popular. I've seen slot machines. I've seen, obviously, the gold chains with Miami. I think they kind of started it. Um, but take us through a little bit about building these and making these a little bit stronger. So 
hopefully they can withstand all of the celebrations this year. Well, the, the initial Trident had a, had a metal pole and a wooden top, and that didn't last too well. I went through four Trident forks. <laughs> the new Era one that was just completed Friday, that's uh, all metal. Uh, three, three pieces they disassemble into a um, Pelican gun case, and uh, they are unbreakable. They're heavy, but heaviness is the price for durability. How, how many pounds if you? I purposely made the uh, takeaway trident 36 pounds exactly. So it's the same as the whole number of the USS Nevada and the state oh. number of Nevada 36. And the SSBN 733 trident for the USS Nevada submarine is seven feet 3.3 inches tall. So the numbers are incorporated into the manufacturing of the tridents. Uh, any carvings into them for the actual takeaways and touchdowns or is that a little bit too tricky? I changed that this year. I put the ship's history into both. I have okay. the ship's history uh, in the takeaway trident and in the touchdown trident it has all 18 Ohio class submarines and their mottos are inscribed on the pole. And also have the Dolphins logo, which is for the Submariners wear that. Awesome. And the Ballistic Patrol pin as well. Well, thank you so much for the history. John Galloway, director of the Battleship Nevada Remembrance Project. Thank you thank for thank putting you. this together. I agree, probably the coolest uh, takeaway or touchdown celebration that we have in college football and all your brainchild. I appreciate that so much, Chris. Awesome. Take well, thank care. you. And we'll be right back on MSN tonight after this break. We're going out to Gray Eagle for the Reno Tahoe Golf Tour right after this. Welcome to Gray Eagle Meadows Golf Course. This was built in 1968. We opened the front nine, built by our family, and opened the second nine in 1970. We were the first 18-hole course in the valley. My dad's dream was to build a golf course, so he started working on this in 66, 65, and then uh, using his own crew, built this. thing about the golf course is the playability of it. It's uh, very generous landing areas and the greens are just awesome. There's no real force carries so players of all different uh, levels can play here. Number six, Eureka Peaks in the background so it's just a elevated tee shot. It's a great little par four, slight dog leg right with a fairway bunker out there about uh, probably about 250 out there in the fairway. Um, kind of a small target on the green because the bunker takes up a lot of the landing area. So it's just a good hole. Come on, let's go! Birdie, baby. I love it. Thanks for having us out today, really appreciate it. All right, that is Gray Eagle Meadows, the first 18 hole golf course in this area. And after playing here today, after hitting that birdie, maybe my favorite. Next week, we're gonna take you to the sister property over at Whitehawk. You can check that out and more at NevadaSportsNet.com. Birdie, baby.
All right, back here on NSN tonight. It's the Raiders and the 49ers on Sunday afternoon in Las Vegas. That game you can see right here on Nevada Sportsnet for a preview outside of the team's training facility in Henderson. Here's Shannon Kelly. The second and final day of joint practices between the Raiders and 49ers are in the books in Southern Nevada ahead of Sunday's preseason matchup. The Raiders enter year two of the Josh McDaniels era and welcomed 21 new veteran faces to the roster this offseason. One of those being quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. These past few practices in particular have been crucial for the new quarterback to get 11 on 11 work while working with wide receivers Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro and the rest of the skill guys while learning a new offense. Meanwhile, for Kyle Shanahan's 49ers, quarterback Brock Purdy took reps with the first team offense this week and has a handful of weapons once again. From Debo Samuel to Christian McCaffrey and McQueen High graduate Brandon Ayuk, the wide receiver told the media earlier this summer, I'm about to take off after setting career highs in catches, receiving yards, and touchdowns last season. Yes, yeah, it was a super long day. Um... But it was good. We got to kind of get to, you get a period that might be good and you get a period that might be all right. Then you have to come back again and what, you, what are you going to do? So it's, like I said, pretty much that game situation where you get to kind of go through the flows, up and downs of a game, but within a practice against different guys, they play a little bit of a different technique compared to our DBs that we've seen for the previous nine practices, I think. So getting out here, um, seeing a different technique from DBs, um, just seeing different guys getting different looks, like you said, against your landmark off a different look. So it was real good. It was real good. I think there was a lot of repetitions by both sides where uh, both teams did some things very well and the other team's going to learn from them. That's kind of how I look at these practices. Um, I don't really try to worry about the, you know, uh, who's who's got the advantage in terms of, you know, winning the practice or the period. I just really focus on each individual play or period and what the focus is. These two former Crosstown rivals squared off on New Year's Day. The 49ers came away with a victory in overtime. That game was a thriller, and I'm sure we can expect to see the same come Sunday afternoon. Reporting at the Raiders headquarters, I'm Shannon Kelly. All right, good stuff. Thanks to Shannon for that. And again, you can watch that game right here live on Nevada Sports Net. Uh, a lot of preseason action on NSN. Uh, also, the Chargers game uh, will be coming up on Saturday and a whole slate of games uh, throughout the rest uh, of the preseason. But this will be a fun match of Niners and Raiders uh, down in Las Vegas. Great way to kick things yeah, off. Yeah, and you just want to get through it healthy. I know Devontae Adams got a little bit banged up in their joint practices. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo obviously got to learn his new guys. And Brock Purdy, he's come back so quickly from that elbow injury he suffered in the NFC Championship game. So getting him out there and getting more reps will be the big key. And really cool that we'll have Shannon down there to recap the whole thing on Monday show. All right, stay tuned to her coverage on News 4. And coming up on Monday's NSN tonight, we'll continue our conversations with Wolfpack players out of training camp. That and more on another great week here on NSN. See you then.